Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chiefly Football. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Chiefly Football. Joining me today is Staten and no one else. So It's a lonely, lonely world out there and COVID isn't making it any better for us. So hopefully uh, yes. we can get a, get a handle on, on COVID as, as quickly as possible. Yeah, the old men took a, a second bye week in a row. So <laughs> I think I think they're trying to prepare for the Turkey Bowl coming up this week. But at this point, when you're 50 and you uh, don't do any cardio, your body is is just going to give up on you anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, so as you guys know, this week was the Chiefs' bye week. So we thought we would switch gears a little bit and just do a podcast reviewing the first half of the season from around the NFL. So very laid back, very casual, and very off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're too just, much off the cuff. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. So we're basically just going to go down the standings from each conference and then just throw stuff out there. Probably the first thing that comes to our mind, and then anything that's interesting, we'll just kind of take it as we go. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I feel bad for our editors because some of these teams, the words that I have for them is probably not appropriate for this channel, but... We'll make sure that that all gets edited. Yes. Our editors can take a bite from doing the podcast, but they they are needed to edit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's just get started. Let's start with the uh, AFC East, since that is first on the standings. Buffalo Bills lead it at seven and three, followed by the Dolphins at six and three. Patriots are four and five and the Jets, obviously, last place. Oh, and nine. What are your thoughts on the Bills? Um, I mean... Obviously, Josh Allen started off the the year phenomenally. Um, I think they were five and zero. Started to drop the ball a little bit. Um, I think starting with or who they played before us, the Titans. I think lost us, and so they kind of got in a little rut. And uh, but I mean, it looks like they're bouncing back, and I think that they're definitely um, Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. Yeah, they really only lost to some. I mean, good teams. <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's an indication that they're not as good as. I mean, they're not in the elite tier or maybe a Super Bowl contender, but they definitely beat up on the bad teams and obviously the heartbreak loss to the to the uh Cardinals on that Hopkins Hail Mary. Yeah. I mean that that freaking sucks. The, but, the hop the hop scene around the world. But yeah, I think Josh Allen, he's actually looked really good. Even in that game, I thought the uh the touchdown pass that he threw, base which should have been to win the game. To dig was yeah, more, that was great. Yeah, and I think that was more impressive than than Murray's Hail Mary. I mean the Hail Mary was mostly luck and having the best receiver, arguably, <laughs> in the NFL. He just chucked it up there. It was a great throw and everything, but well, did you a see lot what more Cliff, luck. Did you see what Cliff Kingsbury said? <laughs> he said that Kyler Murray couldn't see over the offensive lineman, so he had to look up to the Jumbotron to see what happened. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I, I see, he had a lot of passes batted down. He's, he's a little man, but he is very fun to watch. He is. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that later, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Bills. Um, have the Dolphins hot on their heels. Dolphins are only really half a game behind because they played one last game. Or... Um, yeah, I mean, Tua time, obviously, Tua Tungvaluwa is you know starting off. There was a lot of controversy with, with taking out uh, Fifth Magic um, when they were doing so well. But, I mean, they're 3-0 since he started. And the, it has been an overall team effort. It hasn't been him just you know destroying it on the field. But he's had to do what they've had to do to, to put Ws on the board. And you know, got to give it to him. I don't think they're they're really quite... As complete as Super Bowl contenders or even deep playoff contenders can be, but I mean that it's a pretty close division over there, and I don't want to do in that. Yeah, he's looked really good. I'm, I guess I'm kind of 
I don't know, not surprised because he was he was great at Alabama, but coming off this injury and not having a preseason, just how comfortable he's looked in the pocket the last couple of games, and he's made some really good passes uh, on the move and using his legs in the run game. He's been really effective, so uh, it's it's been really cool to see all of the rookie quarterbacks that have really kind of just jumped into it this year with Tua, Herbert, and Burrow, and definitely bringing a lot of hope to those teams who haven't had him and haven't had it in a while uh, but the Dolphins their their defense and special teams is really what's making the difference for them in turning their turning things around they just had a a blocked punt um, this past Sunday so um, and over the last three games I think they've had a, a special teams touchdown so um, yeah definitely a, a team effort and then just the fact that they have to uh, to come in and and be good but not necessarily and not make the mistakes that Fitzpatrick did that hurt them in some of the earlier games all right, a bit of a surprise, I guess, to see the Patriots halfway through the season at four and five. But I must say, I am very happy to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most fans around the league are. Uh, they were kind of like the common enemy of every team trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and honestly, when when I heard that Cam was going to the Patriots, I thought that he was really going to have a superstar year. That he was going to keep them in towards the top of the division. Um, <clears throat> I do know that they just beat the Ravens last week, which I, I called it. I don't. I know we don't have any proof of it, but I did call it. I spoke to Dave, and and he can he can attest. Um, but really, I think that I think the only strength, like true strength, that New England has is Bill is Bill Belichick and like Cam. I mean, he's good some games. He's terrible some games. He's not really the 2015 MVP that we saw, right? And so, I mean, they're gonna be middle of the pack unless they get some stars on that team. They really got nothing. Yeah, and their their defense definitely got hurt. I mean, they were probably the number one defense last year, um, and then they had a ton of opt outs, which hurt them this year. And then their offense, we saw it for years, but definitely over the last couple of years, Tom Brady was basically carrying this offense by himself with bad weapons. And you see what happens when you put, I would say, an average passer like Cam Newton behind behind this good offensive line, but giving him these below average weapons and you see that it's, he's just not good enough to overcome it. So definitely Tom Brady had a lot to do with their success. And so um, I think Belichick's going to have to look in the mirror and uh, basically he's going to have to prove himself really, because I think it's people are starting to attribute a lot of their success to Tom Brady and, and he's never really had to do it without Tom. So there's going to have to be a lot of changes that go on. If the Patriots want to be competitive, especially with the dolphins and the bills, um, becoming more powerful in the division. All right. Yeah, Don't really need to talk much about the Jets. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, wish Adam, I wish Adam Gase was one of the owners of my fantasy football league. That would be fantastic. And I know I'd <laughs> at least win one game. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the guy that doesn't check the lineup and has buys every week. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't change him out. Um, but, yeah, he, he's definitely – he he's going to get fired, I'm sure, at the end of the season. I th- like I th- like I said before, I think they're only keeping him just so that they can keep losing and they can win the the Trevor sweepstakes. But there's a couple teams that we'll get to later that are hot on their tail, so they need to keep <laughs> losing if if they if they want to uh, to get Trevor. All right, moving on from the AFC East, let's go AFC West, led by the Chiefs, who are eight and one, followed by the Bron- or Raiders at six and three, Broncos at three and six, and Chargers. A little bit surprisingly, at two and seven. All right, let's start at the top again. Yeah, uh, Chiefs. Obviously, uh, 
I'm biased, but I think most of the uh, fans around the league will tell you that they are still the team to beat. Obviously, we don't have the best record in the league, but um, I don't see us. I mean, I see us being the top team in this division for the next 10 years at least with Patty and hopefully Andy Reid um, getting another extension <laughs> with Veach and stuff. So, um, yeah, not much to say except go Chiefs, and I'm excited to take home another Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely say that at this point, the Chiefs, just watching all the other top teams around the NFL, that the Chiefs are still the number one team and the team to beat. Um, from what I've seen on NFL.com's power rankings, they had the Chiefs at number one. Um, and then just I listened to, to uh, Colin Cowherd's top 10 power rankings, and he had the Chiefs at number one as well. So um, definitely people around the NFL are still – still recognize that the Chiefs are the best, even with their with their one loss. They recognize that there's just so much talent um, and that they have the best player in the league. So, yes. Beautiful. All right, Raiders, 6-3. and three. I know Dave talks about it over the last couple of weeks <laughs> about how nervous, I guess, he is about um, the Raiders being a potential threat to the AFC West title. Um I think he probably thinks that both of us are just a little too giddy on <laughs> yeah, too giddy on the Chiefs, and we're just kind of blindly ignorant of what things that could happen. But uh, <clears throat> look, I'll, I'll give it to the Raiders. They have a great uh, young core of players, right, on their defense. They have um, who's the who's the who's their defense? Max Crosby, I think his name is. Great yeah. young, great young defensive end. Jonathan Abrams, a safety. I hate him, but I wish he was on our team. <laughs> Um, Derek Carr, he's he's not doing too bad this year. He's doing pretty well, uh, honestly, this year. Um, Josh Jacobs, a top running back. So they they have uh, Darren Waller, top tight end. They have the pieces. Um, I I don't know if uh, if Ruggs really was all that he was hyped up to be. Obviously, he still speeds the big pro to him, but um, the, I I still don't think that they have their star receiver. It might be too young. It might be too early to tell, but I think that they still need a stud out there help push them up to the next level. I, they're they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're playoff content. Yeah, I think I think their offense is pretty is is good. I think it's their defense that should concern Raiders fans, and which doesn't concern me. Anyone else <laughs> as, a, as a Chiefs fan? Yeah, um, but I think I, I would actually push back a little bit about Henry Ruggs. I think a lot of people just kind of um, are just used to first round picks just coming in and dominating right away. And we, we've seen that this year with CeeDee Lamb. And I think Jerry Judy's shown to be really good, even if he doesn't have a production with Drew Locke. But um, it's really just been the drops with Henry Ruggs. But he, he's been open and he's flashed that speed. So I, I, I think that he definitely has all the tools to be an elite receiver, which is, um, which is why they drafted him is for his, his physical gifts. But um, sometimes the you know, some of the route running or, or the hands is just, a lot of it is just kind of getting used to the quarterback that you're playing with. And, and he, he hasn't even played the full season. He's only played the last couple of games. So um, I think he's just kind of getting used to Derek Carr and, um, and just everything else that, that comes with being a rookie your first couple of games. But yeah, he's definitely uh, someone that, that, that could be a potential superstar those he has. But for me, I mean, if you're going to be a first round pick, I mean, as a wide receiver, your hands should be the last problem that you have, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes as, better chemistry with, with Carr back there. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I mean, the Chiefs this this week, will you guys will hear it in our next podcast coming out in a couple of days, but we're going to be doing a Chiefs-Raiders preview when the Chiefs go uh, to Las Vegas and 
look to get revenge on the Raiders. So it's gonna be sweet. <laughs> yep. Hattie so, in a dome. Woo. Yeah. So that should be a good indicator of of how big of a threat the Raiders are to the Chiefs moving forward. If the Chiefs, if the Raiders win that game, I would probably be willing to concede that they have definitely a shot at the division, especially with um, us having to play the Chargers, who are kind of an Achilles heel for the Chiefs, and uh, the Bucks and the Saints, who, yep. and even the even the Dolphins are are frisky right now. So definitely a possibility if if the Raiders beat the Chiefs, but like we get like we'll get to, um, I definitely see the Chiefs being. All right, Broncos at three and six. Any thoughts there? Um, I mean, their defense is better than than I thought it was going to be without Von Miller. Um, but I mean, Drew Locke just has not been doing so hot this year. Last week, he had three picks. So um, I don't know if it's just the lack of. I mean, because I know he's he's had a couple injuries, and so that's kind of held him out. But I don't know if it's. I don't know. I think I, I, they're no threat to me, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a Chase fan. But they're really just not. I mean, they beat the be the Patriots on off field goals, which I don't know if that's an accomplishment or if that's just sad, but yeah, it is what it is. They're, yeah. I, yeah. And it's tough to see because like you said, the Broncos defense is actually pretty good, but they just got destroyed by the Raiders, especially in the run game. Like the, the Raiders ran all over the Broncos. I know. And I has, I started Josh Jacobs. It was fantastic. Yeah. But then they're back up running back scored like two touchdowns. I think that, so. I mean, yeah, I, I can't complain because Josh had two as well, but it did kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so the Broncos and then Drew Locke, I think he's hurt again. I think they just said that he had bruised ribs, but they're not broken, so he might miss a couple more games. Um, which is tough because I think he the last seven or eight games, however long the season goes, is probably in the tryout for his job. So if he doesn't turn things around and give Broncos fans and Broncos ownership a reason to think that he's still the guy, um, he could be looking for a new team this offseason. So um Luckily for him, there are a couple places that could use him. So yeah, and he's got all the physical talent. So yeah. um, I wouldn't pass it, put it past a, another coaching staff who feels like they have a scheme that can better fit him more successfully. I wouldn't exactly. mind. I would. I definitely would not mind bringing him here to back up Patrick Mahomes because um, I'm sure Andy could fit a scheme to help Drew. So all right, Chargers two and seven, which to me is very surprising, especially given how great I feel like um, Justin Herbert has played. For the Chargers, they still have a lot of talent on their team, uh, despite some key injuries, and they've played a lot of close games. They just <laughs> can't win. Yeah, and it's it's tough, um, especially with the Chargers defense being so stout last the, the past couple of years. I mean, Bosa and Derwin James. Bosa's been battling with injury. Derwin James uh, is out for the year, so obviously that that's got a huge that's got a lot to do with it. But I mean, yeah, I just feel terrible for the Chargers because Justin Herbert. I think he has been. Him or Justin Jefferson have been the biggest kind of standouts of the rookies this year. And I was really surprised by how, how well he's been doing. He's, he's giving towards his team, but I mean, they just can't finish a game. And that, that, but I, I think, I think, I think they'll get it figured out, especially with the injuries coming back. And I think next year they'll be much more, um, much more stout. Yeah. Well, and, and I would have to think that Anthony Lynn is probably coaching for his job because, well, there's two, two sides of this coin, but I would have to think that, based on how um, the fact that it's been the chargers for the last few years who have had a tendency to just lose close games. I, I'd have to get my stat guy on this. Uh, he's on his buy too, but uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to see how many one score games the, the chargers have lost over the last threes, because it just seems like every single year um, they've been their favorite as like division winners in the West. And they just always 
fall apart because they can't win close games. And they yeah. always blame Philip Rivers for that, but it's still happening. I mean, I mean, last year, last year he was pretty bad, but before that, yeah, he, I mean, he did what he could. Yeah, but but I mean, you still see it this year, even with a really good quarterback. So exactly. I, I think at some point that's going to have to be put on Anthony Lynn. And and they have they've been really conservative too, like running the ball way too much, um, not going for it on fourth and short. Yeah. And we'll, it's just we'll, we'll see what happens when Eckler comes back. I think he, he'll he'll obviously be a big boost to that offense. Right. I just think they run the ball too much, honestly, and I don't think that's going to change at all when Eckler gets back. If anything, they might run the ball more just because he's a better running back. But I just think they need to be a lot more aggressive, especially when when they're this far back in the standings and they don't really have a lot to lose. I mean, just go win a game. Like, <laughs> go no, like go win the game. Don't play not to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. go win the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just something I want to see from 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 them because I've I've really taken a liking to uh, Justin Justin Herbert. <laughs> I have as well. I agree with you there. All right, AFC North Steelers only undefeated team at nine and zero, followed by the Ravens and Browns who are both six and three, and then the Bengals fall, uh, finish it up at two and six and one. All right, Steelers are undefeated, and still people around the NFL do not necessarily think that they are the best team. Uh, I, I'm, I would be one of those people. Um, I think that they're a great team. I think that they're very balanced. I think that their defense is a huge part of their success. Um, but I mean, you got to look at, you got to look at the, the strength of schedule and they have played a couple give me games. They've lost, almost lost to Dallas, which is playing like their fourth quarterback. I think they picked off a, they picked up a Browns quarterback off the streets. And so, I mean, I'm not not trying to take anything away from their defense or, or from their team in general, but I, I I'm excited to see what happens when they play Baltimore. Bring it, pull out another tight game. Yeah, well, that that just leads me to some concern about the Browns and their um their em- employee practices. If they're leaving some of their quarterbacks out on the street, <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> when their starters should be on the street. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. Might have to call call HR about uh their treatment of players. And I don't know if they have uh, HR the over there. So. <laughs> All right, so Ravens, 6-3. and three. Um, Like you said, you called them to lose to the Patriots yes. on Sunday, which I was a little skeptical about. And then I come home, turn the game on, and it's 20-10. to 10. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly didn't even check the score until the next morning when Dave told me that I was right. And I was like, oh, freak, that's awesome. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson, obviously, great quarterback. Um, I I mean, I'm just going to say what everyone, what a lot of other people think. He's just got to, he's got to be able to throw more. Um, I mean, I saw a statistic on on Instagram. I think it was like ESPN Bleacher Report that said that Dak Prescott has still thrown more yards than Lamar Jackson, than five other quarterbacks. But Lamar Jackson was one of them, and and I think Dak only played like what five games, six games. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a league leader at that. Well, yeah. Point, so I mean, I'm not. He was yeah. A lot, but, but, but yeah, I mean, still. If you're a quarterback and and you've played. Three or four more games than another than another quarterback, and, and he has more passing yards than you. Then it's it's a problem. I know I understand that he's a runner and that he uses that to his strength and all for him. But I mean, I think teams are definitely starting to lock down if you're able to do both, especially pass really well. Then especially when it comes to which yeah. I guess is still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's tough coming off of a, an MVP season and and still not. I mean, it's not surprising that he's regressed a little bit because even Patrick Mahomes did statistically, um, but to not get better or improve on some of his weaknesses that he's had, which we knew coming into this year was, was throwing the ball and specifically throwing the ball outside the numbers, which he's still been atrocious at. Uh, I really would be curious to, to get inside the mind of Ravens fans just to see if they are still so high on Lamar Jackson, just 
they just view him as like a special talent who's going to revolutionize the quarterback position and he's so different than everybody else and that is his advantage or if they start are starting to recognize that while all those things kind of might be true the bottom line is that in this league it's a passing league if you can't pass the ball as a quarterback you're never going to be as successful as you want exactly. you're never going to be a super bowl team yep. and when we get down to to the cardinals i'll, I'll pose a question man. all right so yeah definitely wouldn't consider the ravens a threat definitely to the chiefs but really to the steelers or or any other teams really in the afc um browns though have the same record as the ravens at six and three and i really don't have any thoughts on them because there's nothing <clears> spectacular <throat> really that i see or really anything awful about them i mean they're still six and three um i thought nick chubb had a really good game coming back and they missed him but i haven't really heard or seen anything from mayfield as good or bad which is probably good <laughs> <laughs> um well all i know is um i mean they played they played the they played the texans last week and the texans ha- i think the quarterbacks are averaging like 115 or 120 rating against against the texans and so they're making i mean i i heard um so one of the one of the analysts say that they're making every quarterback look like Patrick Mahomes, and Baker still looks like Baker. So <laughs> that's that's that tells me something. Um, one thing I will give it to the the Browns though is their their running game is like it's it, having Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb back there. Usually, it's like one person. You know, I mean, you're you'll have a committee, but there'll be that one person that you'll worry about. But with Chubb and and um, Kareem Hunt back there. I mean, they both had 100-yard games. I mean, you, you you have to worry about both of them, and whoever is in, you can, they can make something happen. And I think that's really the one thing that they got going for them. Their defense is okay. I mean, it's good enough. I mean, you can't do anything if your quarterback is. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that is you can attribute to Kevin Stefanski, the the first-year coach for the Browns, and he, he runs a very pretty much the same system that like Sean McVay, uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Lafleur in Green Bay that they run. It was just the the Mike Shanahan system. So really that first year, they say that it takes a, a, this, until the second year to really click for the quarterback. But that first year, it's really establishing the run game. And you see, you know, all of those teams or even uh, Minnesota as well. I mean, they all have great running games. And so you can, you can tell that that's kind of their, their process right now is setting up the run game. And, and they are very fortunate to have two elite running backs. My Little bone to pick that I have is that I have Nick Chubb on my fantasy team, and he just spent like two or three weeks out of the lineup, and I put him in, and he decides to run out of bounds at the one yard line instead of scoring a touchdown. That so, I mean, that makes that makes no sense to me. I mean, I can see Todd Gurley doing it because you know, I mean, you you even scoring, you put you put yourself by by two scores. And I yeah, I just <laughs> I think he was just being he was just being an obedient. I'm sure the coach just said no matter what. You just run out of bounds, and he wasn't expecting him to break out that long. So I'm sure he was just trying yeah. to listen. But, I don't know. So I but even then, like, why did he run out of bounds? If anything, he could he should have just, just fallen down yeah. in bounds and run time off the clock. But it was just like, it, yeah, maybe it was just because he was told to do that, and he just was a good soldier. But yeah, well, I'm I'm sorry that I'm sorry that 100 what was it, 110 or 100 yards wasn't good enough for your for your fantasy team. Uh, well, it was not good enough for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's his fault or your fault. <laughs> because the rest of my team was not good enough for my fantasy team. So I needed, uh, I needed as much help as I could get. Oh, that's funny. Not a good year for, <laughs> for me in fantasy. <laughs> All right, Bengals, 2-6-1. and six and one. Joe Burrow, I feel like, has been very good, as good as advertised. Uh, the Bengals' offensive line really struggled early on, but they've kind of picked it up a little bit. Uh, they had a tough game last game, but... Um, T. Higgins, wide receiver, I think he's looking really good. A.J. AJ Green 
is not very good <laughs> as probably people kind of expected with all the injuries that he's gone through. Um, and the Bengals defense is terrible. Yeah. So I think the next step is obviously to, to protect Joe Burrow. So they want to keep adding to their offensive line to make sure that he doesn't get beat up like he had been. Um, and then you just got to surround him with talent. And I think, I mean, I guess the point is that the Bengals have their guy and now it's just time to build around him. And that's the hardest part for an NFL team is to find your guy that you trust. And now they just got to make sure that he doesn't break Andrew Andrew Luck Luck. and walk away from the game. So, yeah, uh, well, I I agree. I mean, I I think their offense, honestly, like obviously adding to the offensive line will help. But I mean, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Joe Mixon, they have, they have some pieces there on offense. I think they, they really just knew. I mean, I think you got to do what the Chiefs did with when Patty came in is overload your offense, give your offense as much chance to score, and then and you'll have to probably suffer a season or two with a defense that probably is due to, but then you slowly add pieces that, that will minimize the – but, yeah, as you said, I think Joe Burrow is definitely a franchise. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the SU South, and I think uh, we're taking a little longer than I had anticipated. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> but, we'll speed uh, this up. Yeah, we'll try to speed this up. Sorry if we have any uh, – Sorry, editors. NFC fans. <laughs> If we have any NFC fans or AFC South fans, this will. I can't imagine being in a, seeing any NFC East fans. For us, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. AFC South: Colts at six and three, Titans at six and three, Texans two and seven, Jaguars one and eight. So, quite the disparity. Some solid teams up top and some really bad teams at the bottom. Uh, thoughts on the Colts, or what are your general thoughts on the division? Anything you want to touch on? I mean, just as you said, uh, solid teams on top. Do do teams on the bottom. Um, I am pretty hyped on. I don't even know his name, Lutton quarterback or Luffman. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know his name, but I mean, I, I've seen some of the the throws he's able to make. I mean, he looks pretty good. But yeah, I think I think Tennessee is going to come up on top. Um, Indianapolis has a great defense, but I think the Tennessee Titans are a much more well-rounded. That's what I'll well. Yeah, same same thoughts here. Colts have a great defense. I just don't trust Philip Rivers. And then the Titans, um, like you said, they're well-rounded. I think they're a little too reliant on Derrick Henry um, and their defense isn't as strong as I feel like they, they were last year. And then Texans, Deshaun Watson's good, still great, but uh, doesn't have any support. And then Jaguars, I think are the team that are, are trying the hardest to tank for Trevor to pass the jet off. Sorry. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but I have some daughters banging on the door <laughs> trying to get in. Yeah, <laughs> so. that, they need, they need daddy to go. So we'll, we'll speed this up. All right. NFC East. Uh, oh, this um, is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if we really need to talk about this. but Trash, Eagles, all trash. Just yeah. just send them all down to the, to college and bring up, like, Bama and Clemson. Like, they're just rubbish. Yes. All right. Um, I do want to say, though, Washington, uh, it was great to see Alex Smith start a game. And I went back and rewatched the game, and he actually, actually, low-key, I just watched Alex Smith's highlights. <laughs> and he looked great. <laughs> which was 55%, which was, like, 55 snaps of, Throwing, so I mean, there's a lot of the ball. Yeah, and it, his throwing motion seemed a little bit different than I was used to seeing with the Chiefs, but um, and it seemed like he was trying to throw as hard as he could to, to throw it like 20 yards. But he was taking chances and things like that, which you never really saw with the Chiefs. But that's probably just because they were losing and he needed well, to do something. And, and I just want to add one more thing. I never thought I'd say this, but Dallas pay Dak. You guys need. I mean, I didn't think I didn't think he, he made that much of a difference, but you got to keep him. You got to hold on to that offense. Yeah, but I mean, they could be in a potential uh, position to to take a high end quarterback, and I don't think that would be a bad 
I just I, I just think Dak is I mean, you're it's a safer pick with Dak. Obviously there's quarterbacks coming out of the draft that maybe have higher potential, but I think you know what you have with Dak and you, I mean you probably won't win any Super Bowls, which I guess is the point of having a quarterback. So maybe yeah, maybe you do go for quarterback in the draft so. yeah if i'm them i feel like i have a, a good definitely a great roster on offense and you just i think you need a quarterback that can carry your team and i'd be looking at you know zach wilson byu yep that's that's my guy um and he he could be there if, if they're picking in the top six or i mean really anybody from this from this division could be picking in the top six <laughs> we'll see uh, how the rest of the season goes all right nfc west um if there is a, a a division that is the opposite of the NFC East, it is the NFC West. Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, all six and three, and even the 49ers are four and six. Yeah, it's so, a great division over there. Very exciting to watch. Yes, and and they're really actually fun games when they play each other. They are, yeah. Like those, yeah, those NFC West games are. They're very they're dynamic. Like, yes, yeah, they're yeah, both all of them have really elite attributes from each team that make each of them fun to watch especially when they play each other all so, right cardinals. so well, well yeah so who are, are we going to go down each team in this division or um or do you just want to say who do you, who you think is going to pull it out now? yeah let's, let's just go with that and if we have any other thoughts we can do those real quick all right um for me i'm going to go with seattle i think that arizona is, is a great team um, they have great pieces obviously kyle murray's having a, having a great year um the rams great they, they have a great defense that I, I still think that their offense is, is not quite uh, where it needs to be to to give the Seahawks or Cardinals a run. Um, but I mean, I, I still I just gotta go with Russ. I mean, Russ has proven that he's able to to make plays when it, he's had a he's had a couple rough games this year. But I trust I would trust the experience over the stretch uh, of the season than maybe Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think I would be more afraid to play the Cardinals in a playoff game, surprisingly, uh, just because I feel like. Uh, their defense is a little bit better than the Seahawks, and I don't know if Kyler Murray makes the same mistakes that Russell Wilson can because Russell Wilson has been – he had a he really good start to the season, but these last three weeks he has been awful. I mean, yeah. some of the interceptions he threw on Sunday were just like oh, head-scratching. Like, yeah. Why? Why? Um, and But I will pick the Seahawks to win the division simply because of their, their schedule. Um the Cardinals play everybody in the division, plus the Giants and the Eagles, which I would say those two are probably automatic. Yeah. However, the Seahawks play um, the Cardinals, 49ers, and Rams, but they also play the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and Red. Or sorry, the Washington. So that's four teams that they should beat. So to me, it's just a- that's that's just I would love to see that as a fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I I thought I saw with the Chiefs schedule. Coming down yeah. this, this home especially with the Dolphins. I was like, oh yeah, nice, nice little gimme win, but no, yeah. Yep. And then the 49ers, they're just hurt. Um, yeah. The Rams, intriguing. They're really boring to watch, but they're they're solid all the way around. Jalen Rams is playing like a star. So I mean, I yeah, I I saw I saw the Rams or uh, yeah, they played the Seahawks. Ramsey shut down DK. So props to you, man. All right, NFC North, led by the Packers at seven and two, followed by the Bears five and five, Vikings four and five, and Lions four and five. I think that this division is worse than their records say. I, I mean, I, Green Bay, they are, they are a seven to the team. Um, I, if you're putting them up, like, I, I still think that they're not better than the Seahawks. Um, so I don't know if they'll get to, maybe they do get to the Super Bowl, maybe not, but they're definitely contenders. But, um, as for the, 
Bears and Vikings. I watched their game uh, this this past week, and it was so terrible to watch. Like, I mean, it was taking all that I could to to stay awake during the game. And I mean, and I have Adam Thielen on my fantasy team, and so like you know, I was wanting, you know, I was going to watch the whole game. Obviously, thank goodness he gave me two touchdowns. But I mean, both teams are so. Uh, Minnesota is so dependent on uh, Dalvin Cook to, to get that run game going because Kirk Cousins is not having this year, and then Chicago's offense terrible. You gotta put you gotta put Trubisky back in when Nick Foles is not getting hurt his shoulder or something. He just got hurt at the end of this past game, but you gotta put Trubisky back. Yeah, I feel like you might as well. It, it didn't get any better, and if anything, you were actually winning games with Trubisky. Yeah, and, so. he can, and he can he can use his legs at least. I mean, Foles just looks so so slow back there, and he holds the ball way too. Yeah, I definitely don't think anybody was buying the Bears five and one start. You know, obviously it's catching up to them. The Vikings, like you said, too reliant on Cook, and their defense is bad. And then the Lions, they're four and five, but even two of their wins were, I think, were pretty fluky. I mean, they beat the Falcons after they had one of their collapses, and then they beat the Cardinals by a field goal. That was just one of the Cardinals' bad games that they had. But yeah, I don't, I don't think the Lions are, and they they barely just beat the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna keep. Saying We're just saying this. something. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Washington football team. Well, we'll edit that out. <laughs> um, yeah. So Green Bay's. Um, I think we're gonna run away with that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Green Bay's really that good. I I have them as good, not great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, their their defense is what holds them back. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, and ha- getting Devontae Adams back. Huge. It's really him him and Rodgers together, and then Aaron Jones a little bit, but yeah. I need Jamal Williams. <laughs> All right, last division that we can wrap this up. NFC South, um, led by the Saints at seven and two. Then the Bucks at seven and three. Falcons three and six. Panthers three and seven. I'll let you go ahead and start first with this. This one's kind of a weird one. Yeah, um, I'm a little surprised to see the Saints at seven and two. <laughs> um, I feel like they're not that good. Although Alvin Kamara has been incredible this year. On my fantasy um, team, thank you. <laughs> Of course, everyone. Everybody, everybody goes on your fantasy team. Also, <laughs> that you have like six fantasy teams. So. Also, yeah, and I'm, but I'm ten and zero in one of them, so that means something. Yeah, I also have six fantasy teams, and they're all bad. So <laughs> uh, I don't know how lucky that is. Um, yeah, so Saints a little bit surprising at seven and two. Um, I think, I think Drew Brees have, have both of theirs wins. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, and then Drew Brees just got hurt. I'm not sure how long he'll be out. They're uh, saying at least but, a couple weeks. I mean, a punctured. How how's a collapsed lung not more than a couple weeks? That sounds bad, dude. That like a couple of broken ribs and a, a collapsed lung, oh two or three weeks. What? Turf toe a month. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to speculate on that. But yeah, that definitely seems like something that yeah would keep me in bed for a few months. Um, <laughs> all right, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Jameis Winston finished the game and. He did not look like Jameis. He was just dinking and dunking the entire game. So he looked efficient. He looked like Drew Brees. <laughs> uh, very, yeah, very short passes, no risks. Uh, basically, I mean, they had the lead at the time, so they were basically just trying don't, to... Don't get turn the ball over, Jameis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I did read something that said that it was 2021 that the Saints... Obviously, Drew Brees is planning on retiring this year. And they were going to have Jameis and Taysom Hill compete for that quarterback spot and that timeline has now been moved up. So I'm interested to see uh, if we see some Taysom Hill at quarterback. And if we don't, does that mean that Jameis Winston has already really won the job? And is that something that we can look to 
to carry over to the next year and, and kind of indicating who the Saints quarterback is going to be next. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting thought. Me personally, I think that you'll see, you'll definitely see a lot more Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill. Great, you know, just a great team player and someone that's just fun to watch whenever on the field, you know, exciting is going to happen. Um, but I think he's not a court. He's not someone that you can depend on fully to win a game. Obviously, Jameis Winston had his, his uh, troubles with the, with the Bucks, but I think you have probably a higher ceiling with, with Jameis Winston. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, just like you, I'm excited to see what happens this year. Actually, I have Josh Allen. He's on a bye this year, this week, and I picked up uh, Jameis just to plug and, plug and play and see what he does this week. Um, For me, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of surprised that the Saints are still 7-2, and two, the Buccaneers. Um, it's weird because Brady will have phenomenal games, and he'll look like, wow, Brady made the Patriots great. But then you see other games where he throws three interceptions and no touchdowns, and you're like, at least if Jameis is out there, he throws three touchdowns and three interceptions, right? Like, I mean, so it's <laughs> it's it's weird to see. I, I it's still hard. I mean, they they got Antonio Brown back, and he's looking he's looking pretty solid. So I I think Tampa Bay comes. I think the Saints already beat Tampa twice, right? Yeah, they did. So really, with that division is confusing. Carolina, I think, is better than the record states, but yeah, both those teams both those teams have to play the the Chiefs yet. So. If one of them can pull it out, that could be a deciding game. Who wins that division? So Yes, we will decide who is better. All right. Um, yeah, but it, I, to me, honestly, it's a little bit of a relief to see that the Bucks aren't the juggernaut that they kind of looked a couple weeks ago. I think they were the last team that I was like, do they have a weakness? <laughs> because their defense is solid. They have mm-hmm. elite weapons, and Tom Brady was playing. I mean, I... I think in a while, so. as crazy as this thinks, as, as crazy as this is, I think Tom Brady might be their problem. I'm not saying that he's not good enough to to win another Super Bowl because I think he shows flash of of that kind of talent, but he's so unpredictable. I think his age is is really catching up. You just you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You're either going to get Tom Brady, or you're going to get Baker, you're going to get Baker Mayfield. I don't know. <laughs> you're going to get Mike Glennon. <laughs> oh gosh, flashbacks. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to, to to see how the rest of, this, of that division. All right, um, and then the Falcons are three and six, and the Panthers are three and seven. We really just talked about the the Panthers just last week after the after they played the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs do play the Falcons, so we'll have a, a preview for that. But really, my take on either of these teams is just really the Falcons. Is that I think they're better than the record. We've seen that they had two just disastrous games where they just fell apart at the end of the game against the Cowboys. Um, the Lions, but their offense is actually really good. Yep. Um, their defense is, is actually, I would just say that they're average when all their guys are healthy. And to me that in this league, if your offense is really good and your defense is average, you should, you should be like 700 or yeah. maybe 600. Well, you, you should definitely be above 500. Yeah. Definitely should be above 0.333. <laughs> Solid batting average, but uh, not a great, not a great record. Yeah. 20%. Um, yeah, I, w- I, w- I would agree. I would say, though, that, like, I mean, at this point, can you tell, can you say that, like, the, the Falcons blowing league? I, I don't think it's a fluke. I think that is just such a big weak mentality or if it's if, if, if what it is. But, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, their offense is great. Calvin Ridley hopefully will, hopefully will be back soon um, to help push that offensive goal. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah. With, it's so nice being a Chiefs fan, isn't it? Like, no, like, <laughs> Either you have to you have to deal with a team that, whose offense is great or whose offense is good, but you know yours is better, or you have and 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 that their defense sucks and you're just gonna have so much fun. 
we're going to play a team whose defense is really good and you have to put up you know, we can do and you don't have to worry about their offense <laughs> so it's, i feel like there's so many unbalanced i mean whether you have a great offense or yeah well and whenever we, i feel like whenever at least when i watch other teams games it's just it's different than watching the chiefs and not just you know because i'm so used to the chiefs and and their style and all their players and things but um, you can see the talent disparity between the Chiefs and almost every team that they play. And just the way that the co- the coaching of the Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes being elite, the speed and the effectiveness of the wide receivers, their def- I mean, their defense, the way that they fly around and make plays. And then you go to watch other teams and it's just, you don't see greatness consistently, either on either side of the ball where I feel like you see greatness consistently every game on both sides of the ball for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, they'll have off games every every now and then, but... Every, like, uh, what, 13 games or something they'll have an off yeah. game? I mean, even probably every, like, two or three games, I would say that one of one of the sides of the ball just has a has an off day, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, this past week, it was... Yeah, so it's just, like you said, it's nice being a Chiefs fan, and, and watching these other games, it's just... It's not as fun to watch, not just because I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I, I just feel like the quality of football is just is not as good. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. And, so, and the chiefs get the best shot of every team that they play. So uh, that's true. So, you know, that you're going to get the, the best or you're going to get the attempted best from, <laughs> from every team that plays the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, before we wrap this up, cause I know everyone's tired of us. You have some daughters that need you, uh, but <laughs> and a uh, wife. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this, I saw this post, uh, recently on Instagram, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Right now, or okay, so if you're starting a franchise, who are you taking as your quarterback? Are you taking Lamar Jackson, or are you taking Kyler Murray, and why? I'll give you some time oh. to think about it. Oh, no, I don't need any time. I oh, thought okay. it was going to be a hard question or something. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Lamar Jackson can't throw, and this is a passing league, and if you can't throw the ball, you're not going to win games, and you're not going to win the Super Bowl. You're not going to beat Team, other teams that have great quarterbacks that can throw the ball. So, I mean, as fun as Lamar Jackson is to watch run the ball, it's much more fun to see Kyler Murray throw the ball and <laughs> run the ball. <laughs> yeah. like Kyler Murray, he can do he can do both very well. So, it might have been more interesting to hear like maybe Lamar Jackson versus um, Josh Allen. I, actually, I would uh, still easily maybe, take Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Tua. I mean, Tua can still kind of run, but. I would definitely consider him a pocket passer. Maybe Joe, Joe Burrow would be a good example, I guess. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson can kind of throw, so that, that kind of bounces out. But yeah, I would definitely take take Kyler Murray. And I think the only thing that I, the only concern I might have with Kyler Murray is that um, the offense that he's running in the NFL right now, which is he's been so effective at, is the same offense that he ran in college and in high school. So um, I think the level of comfort that he has with his offense. Uh, you you have to commit to to running that specific style of offense for him to be at his best. If you're a coach that doesn't want to run the air raid, then, then you know. Fortunately, I love the air raid. That's the offense I played. In. <laughs> so I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean I agree with you. Yep, Kyler Murray, hands down. I just think that he's a lot more potential to the game and to the whole. So that was my well, question. Well then, okay. Well then, I'll throw another one kind of similar. Would you rather take Kyler over, let's say, Tua, Joe Burrow, or Justin Herbert? the three rookies from this year? Um, I don't know if I'm biased just because he's in our division or whatever, but I, I'm a huge fan of Justin Herbert. Um, I think that he makes some big play throws. He looks like oh, he has a lot of arm time. He, he makes oh, yeah. some, some patty throws. And so I think 
with the with the potential that he has, I think I think I would I would go with Herbert. Um, but definitely the next one in that would be probably Kyler Murray. Yeah, yep. I I would say if you were committed to running the air raid, which um, once people figure out, and they might have a tough time being effective at it. So we'll see in the next couple of years if they can adapt with that. But yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Justin Herbert, and maybe Joe Burrow actually, because they both to me. But to me, they're, the, they're both the best passers, and they both have the legs to go with it. Justin Herbert, I think his decision-making is the only thing that's, that I feel like needs to improve, but he's a, he'll yeah. figure that out. Um, that does kind of remind me, I, I kind of forgot to mention when we talked about Anthony Lynn potentially getting fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Anthony, if, we're, if you're listening, we're bringing it back up again. <laughs> yes, um, but I will say this, Anthony. Um, in your defense, it's possible that Chargers fans and leadership and Justin Herbert might benefit from you sticking around because of how effective Herbert has been changing it up and bringing in a new offense could stunt or stop his growth potentially. So if you like the trage- trajectory that, that your young quarterback is on, do you want to throw a wrench in there and potentially mess it up? So, I mean, you're losing a lot of close games and I blame you, <laughs> <laughs> but you also, <laughs> you also have, you found the guy for, your side of LA and and really that's what that's what your your organization needs your organization needs star power you found your star in LA and by kicking you out they might they might ruin it so you put yourself in an interesting position here, <laughs> we'll see we'll see how the how the last half of the season winds out but we'll, we'll see if they can if the defense yeah all right well thank you staying for doing this podcast good to know that uh <laughs> that my fantasy team is doing fantastic yeah. Yes, and uh, I'm going to have to go pick up Jameis Winston because I'm sure he's available in all of my leagues. Uh, <laughs> it seems like you have a good feeling on that. Um, all right, so thanks, everybody, for joining us for this uh, bi-week edition of Chiefly Football. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. In a couple more days, we'll, we'll come out with our Chiefs Raiders preview. And make sure you guys check out our Facebook page and comments on – your, with your opinions on anything that we've talked about. And if you guys have any questions, we can we can answer them on Facebook or we, we could even bring them on the show. Or if any of you guys potentially have any interest in appearing as guests on the show, we have had some some good experiences uh, a couple of podcasts ago with, with a guest. So always look, we're always looking to interact with, with our Chiefs, with other Chiefs fans. So, so go ahead and like, subscribe, comment, whatever else is part of the spiel. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to another Chiefly Football. Please like us, subscribe, and comment. We love to hear from Chiefs Kingdom and football fans everywhere. Until next time. Hey, how about those Chiefs?